Hello and welcome to the Horror House Podcast. I'm Dave. I am Chris. This week in the Horror House, we're talking about a little movie from 1989. Uh, another recent, yeah. another recent movie in the Horror House, Dave. We're on finger on the pulse. Could say we're talking Shocker, Wes Craven Shocker, 1989. Mm-hmm. Super Hot. excited to talk about this one. Very forgotten about. Very much a classic 80s slasher, uh, a very classic Wes Craven feel, uh, and and if you're like me, this movie has a special place in your heart right next to the blockage. <laughs> it does. It really does. Um, and uh the soundtrack, which I'm going to go into great detail later on. I'm not going to front load well, of episode course you like are. that. <laughs> I won't run everybody off just yet, but be prepared. Be prepared because that's going to happen. Um, but before we get to all that, uh, let us know your thoughts on Shocker. Wes Craven, Horace Pinker, if you want to cuss at us, like, like give us some good Horace lines. Uh, tell them where they can do that, Dave. Uh, you can send us a DMs. DMs are open. Send us a tweet. Tag us in a tweet. It's at sweetness1 with six E's or at whorehouse2. And you can remember that because there are two of us. You can email us whorehousepodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the Whorehouse page on Facebook. If you'd like, you can leave us a voicemail. And we will play that voicemail on the air unless you specifically ask us not to. And then I still may. Um, And then we still may. Uh, Fuck (laughs) it. We're rebels. Uh, But you could do that at anchor.fm forward slash horror house. And finally, wherever you're listening right now, give us us one of them good, uh, good old ratings that you hear so much about. We would love them. We would love one. Uh, We would love several of them. In truth, uh, Whatever you want to Chris, give us. We take all kinds of stars. I don't know if you know this, but most people have a few extra ratings just laying around in their pocket or in the cushions of their couch. I heard so, something about that. Dig them out and throw them our way. Yeah. We would be happy to have them. And finally, Dave. Yeah. They can load us up on their phone or tablet even. <laughs> and throw it at their friend's PC, face. Laptop. Yeah. <laughs> Spread the whorehouse word, the whorehouse gospel, and just uh, you know, you got a horror buddy that you know dabbles in the podcasts. Be like, hey, I, hey, man, check out these guys. In the morning, when I wake up and I turn on the news while I'm getting ready for work, I can see the headline now: like rash of concussions in Waukegan, <laughs> Illinois. Like, oh, yay! Thank you, Waukegan. I know how to. I I think I can. Uh, We've not reached that point of the podcast yet where I don't think, uh, I think I can still get rid of all the evidence if I, if it comes down to it. So I don't think we're, I don't think we're that traceable, um, in that regard. So, but if we get too Plausible much, it, we, it. we get too much bigger, uh, the evidence may, may permeate and I may not be able to do that. And then they may find us. So I s- I suggest, Chris, if that happens, that you pull an Oliver Ner- North to fall on your sword, protect me at all costs. I'm innocent. <laughs> and and then I will pardon you. Uh, I will pardon you. Uh, okay. It won't mean anything, but, you know. Like our, like our promo codes. And in that regard, it's perfect. That is the exact pardon I was going to use. I was going to go into the... Uh, my case, uh, Indiana.gov. My case, and I was going to like put in promo code <laughs> Horrorhouse too, and and uh, I, oh look, you know I get one free pardon for uh, for. But see, then oh, you'd be like, you "Do I really want to use that on Chris?" And then you'd be like, "I'm going to save it. I'm just going to save this one." He, fuck him. <laughs> it's. I mean, that would be fair. That would be fair. It's I, a big. It's a big thing. Um, I am married to a career criminal who may need one at any moment. (laughs) That said, um, let's, let's, let's take an ad. Let's take an ad and come back and talk about Wes Craven's shocker. 
a, a, here comes a really good advertisement. And we're back. Uh, thank you, Chris and Dave, for that wonderful ad. We're, so we are welcome. Yes. Uh, 1989 <laughs> shocker. Uh, this is a. Uh, it it, I might have been dumb in the eighties. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was and still am and will always be. But when I watched this this week, it really struck me more than it did like in the eighties. I didn't remember how much the opening feels like it's ripped straight out of a, a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it. There's a lot of like nightmare flavors mm-hmm. here and there which i mean um makes sense i guess well and and apparently wes has been on the record saying that um you know nightmare uh nightmare on elm street series and if, in, in case somebody doesn't know <laughs> wes craven's connection to the nightmare on elm street series um that the nightmare on elm street series really brought him a lot of renown but it really didn't bring a paycheck. Right. And so I guess Shocker was his attempt to kind of cash in a little bit. And, and I mean, can you blame somebody for wanting to make a little money on, on what they provide? Yeah. Something that gets that I, big. I certainly you're, not, can. you're not getting, mm-hmm. you know, your fair share of it. Yeah. Fuck them. Get it back in there. Double dip, triple dip, whatever you got to do. <laughs> um, do I kind of, do you think we, did, we, though? You think you got that? What he was after? Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that this made that much money. Unfortunately, judging by the fact that it didn't get a sequel, uh, didn't get turned into like a franchise, tells me he probably didn't. Because yeah. if it had made money, it would have. They would have had more. I mean, although this was at the end of the eighties when that was kind of like there was a lot of um uh, burnout. From the, those '80s slashers, yeah, and it wasn't till seven years after that that with um, Wes Craven's Scream, where where I do believe he did start to cash in, um, that really revived that horror slasher genre for a while in the '90s. Yeah, I mean, and then the precursor, I mean, really, New Nightmare had a lot of that, like meta thing going on too and then scream just you know went full full over the top with it um i'm wondering you know if shocker had made more money and i'm saying that not knowing how much it made at all (laughs) we just know it didn't have a sequel but if it had done more and they clearly wanted to do sequels they talked about uh horse pinker being like another horror kind of icon Mm -hmm. or wanting that to be the case um but uh, if Shocker had gotten a sequel or gotten a couple sequels, I wonder if New Nightmare would have even have happened. Uh, I, I, I don't know, because I would have... I never have thought about that, but I think you're probably right. Like, Wes Craven's energy probably would have gone into... Right. Um, the Shocker franchise. And, you know, there's the potential that shocker really could have been something too, you know, um, especially as technology advanced. And I know they're kicked around an idea. I know we kicked around an idea of a shocker, um, sequel or reboot or something new in this property and how the advancements in tech and CG could have really like, you could do some really cool stuff with this idea. And I mean, uh, we may still someday see, uh, the rise of Horace Pinker again. I mean, uh, we can help Chris. We can help. It's, uh, I don't think it's out of the question. Um, I don't feel like I see online a lot of talk on shocker. Unfortunately, I don't see a lot of people talking about this movie. I don't know why that is. Because the 80s nostalgia that's still strong today, I feel like Shocker uh, should be up there. I mean, obviously, Freddy and, you know, the like are going get to the, get the big spotlight, but 
I feel like Shocker is like the perfect uh, 80s movie to like sneak in there. Be like, oh, you like those? Hey, you ever heard of Shocker? Mm-hmm. Let me give you a little I, bit it, of Shocker. We talked about it being a cult hit. And I mean, this was on regular rotation after 1989 for me and my friends. Like, yeah. When, when it became available to rent, we rented it several times. Yes. Um, Same. And just. It, it it fell into the regular rotation. Granted, it's not like the same as streaming now where like, oh, if you've got a streaming service with Shocker, you could watch it literally daily, almost in perpetuity. Yeah. Um, but to but, rent, you know, at the time to rent something a couple times a year even, it would was, mm-hmm. I mean, that was... De- that was dedication to a movie, and I'm, I was, I'm right there with you with Shocker. I was thinking about it, uh, and I, I think that my top three most rented VHSs is Return of the Living Dead, Chud Two, and Shocker, in no particular order. But I'm pretty sure that those three, I, I rented the shit out of all three of them, constantly. I, I know Sh- Shocker would have been up there for us. Uh, I say yes because I mean it was always me, Jake, Kenny, Kurt, Raymond, um, Malcolm later, but um, Bad Taste, Dead Alive, those were top two. Mm-hmm. But Shocker wasn't far behind. Um, it's just easy. It's an easy movie yeah. to just sink into and and just enjoy. It's not, it's not super gory. It's not heavy. I mean, story-wise, there are some heavy plot points, but they're really, they didn't quite portray them as heavy as they could have, I I suppose. Um, But to me, it's always, it's like, it's like a good popcorn-y, like 80s flick. It's, it's fun. Um, I, I, I would have to wonder if uh, coming at 1989 in out in 1989 or 89 and the end of that that 80s slasher fatigue right and the the scenes later in the movie when they're in the TV when they're coming out of the TV they especially now they they feel very dated for like what you would think. Like if I was jumping into TV in the TV (laughs) universe, what would that be like? Right. Very dated. Like, yeah, this is on par with, uh, certain specific, fairly odd parents episodes of the Nickelodeon (laughs) cartoon, fairly odd parents. Uh, so I wonder if this didn't, in, in my mind, it didn't clearly, but if it didn't, date itself to a lot of audiences very quickly. Because mm-hmm. by the early 90s, you know, you had computers were beginning to be ubiquitous and the, the chat boards and the internet was, was coming alive in the early 90s. And so how quickly did this date itself? And um, I'll throw another movie out that kind of did the same thing and that was Lawnmower Man, which was yeah, also yeah. another really good movie, but those internet scenes became dated. I mean, they were almost dated by the time the movie came out. Yeah. When you're doing the ideas with those things, when you're on the kind of the, not the cusp of like a technology, like, I mean, TVs have been around for a minute by then. So, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we were getting, we weren't too far off from having like, you know, better, TV sets and shit at that point. And then the internet, you know, it's like, you're right at the beginning of this. So it's hard, it's hard to, I think, do that and have it not look and feel aged after even a short period of time, really. Um, Which is curious because I wonder like now, because like sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like we've had that leap like with technology in certain aspects. And then I'll see something from 20 years ago. It's like, this is what MySpace. space. You remember MySpace? This is what it looked like. Mm. And I'm like, Oh, and then I throw up on myself and I'm like, I remember 
Uh, I I was wrong. Uh, there are, we there has been leaps and things, but certain things um, just age too too fast for a movie to. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that I even had a point when I started talking, but <laughs> I I followed you right down into the dead end of nothing. Yeah, so it just I, I'm with you. They I don't know that they could have really can... done it better than what they did, other than wait to do the movie. I guess. For... I, I I do think that's why like the tech of Star Wars doesn't feel dated. Because mm-hmm. it was intentionally dated when it came out. Right. You know, there there's yeah. a grit, there's an age to it. And so I, I think that's the way to go. Almost anything else you see, like it watch war games and the computer hacking that goes on and it's yeah. like what? <laughs> and and someone anyone born after like nineteen ninety is struggling to understand how the those computers are actually computers. How could that computer control another computer across the room, <laughs> let alone right, launching right. nukes? Well, that's that's my secret. <laughs> this one computer is the room. That computer is the nuke. Um. So, another thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this was. I rented this a bunch, like you. Uh, I also caught it a lot on I don't remember if it was like HBO or Cinemax or whatever back in like the mid 90s but it was on one of those channels a lot too and I remember um you know like before a movie would come on it'd be like you know HBO feature presentation or whatever blah 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 and then a screen would come up and show like the parental warnings and be like uh adult mm-hmm. content blah 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 adult language uh what you looked for was nudity, graphic nudity mm-hmm. is even mm-hmm. better. Um, also, adult language. This one had one that I didn't see a whole lot. Graphic language, and that mm-hmm. that was all Horace Pinker. <laughs> yep, he has so. got a. He, Mitch had a mouth on him. He did. He spit did out see... some shit. That was I, I did I did watch an interview with uh, Mitch today, and it was they didn't interview him today. Uh, the interview was not that old though; it was like years. four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, he was talking about this is one of the his most favorite roles he ever did, and part of it was that he just got to go ham, like he could take it over the top. Yeah, he could be as he could, whatever came into his mind, he could run with. And he talked about in that interview, like there were lines that uh, Wes Craven would just yell lines at him and he'd just repeat them as Horace Pinker and, and how great it was and how, you know, they were both just like almost competing to come up with the most over the top things he could say. Right. And, I horse him as Horace Pinker is great because he's he's a big dude and like really the way he played him and like the accent he gave him and you know that that same interview he's talking about you know coming up with this fantastic limp but they already did it with the the little girl who was possessed mm-hmm. by Pinker at the one point and he was seemed legit bummed that he didn't get to do his uh, his um bum leg but and I can I yeah I wonder what it, his yeah, limp would look like would it would it been like a pimp walk <laughs> I, I could see that you know I but but it, it would have been a very heavy metal pimp walk yeah you know it wasn't he wasn't going Wu-Tang pimp walk he was Pantera pimp walk he fucking would kick his fucking boot off and was able to do the del horns with his toes that's what his was <laughs> But I wonder, I mean, how many more different ways can you limp, really? Um, I don't know, Chris. We get together for Thanksgiving, we will put the family <laughs> to the test. Like, okay, how many different ways can we pick? Come on! It's time for the Horace and... Pinker reenactments! Everybody! It's... Grandma, get up there and show us your best limp. Grandma, I want you to say, shut your fucking mouth! 
but I want you to do it with some gusto. <laughs> you mom brought that handgun into her house and you picked it up and shot me in the fucking knee, you little pickerwood. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the the graphic language is I mean Gra- grandma's got a mouth on her. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe maybe that's where Horace Pinker goes in the reboot. <laughs> Old woman. Um another to stay on Horace Pinker uh a bit longer. They want like we said, they wanted to make a new regular, you know, horror icon, you know, up there with the Freddies and the Jasons and mm-hmm. the Michaels and I mean, looking at, I mean, I understand why he didn't really. I mean, the character himself is cool and mean. He's super mean. And, you know, Mitch Pelleggi did a great job with him, but I don't think the design of him was there. Like that jumpsuit, it just, I don't think that was it. I thought he looked cooler in just regular clothes the couple times we got him in like regular clothes. I'm like, just give him something like that, that, you know, the, I don't find the jumpsuit icon level, unfortunately. Mm. How, do, I, I, how do you feel about that? I like it. I like I don't, it. I don't hate I, it, but... I don't understand the rules. Like, right. just, you know, I can jump bodies and stuff, but then every time I come out of the body, I'm wearing the orange jumpsuit again. Did the jumpsuit die with him? <laughs> um, you know if we made this more realistic, every time he comes out of body, is he just buck-ass naked hanging dog? I don't know. But I... Pop it on an IMAX, Zack Snyder will direct it. Yeah. I like the character and the idea, because this is another one where, like, Freddy, there's so much you could do, because he's in a dream world, like, the the limits of your imagination. Absolutely. And, and... Pinker could be the same way because he could jump bodies and, and, you know, there's so much possibility here. Um, I, I really liked it. I, who did, I, I, I'm on sidetrack us here. Um, uh, squirrel. <laughs> who did the voice of Satan when he's in the cell? Oh, the MTV mouth. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I... Hit me. Okay, baby. You got it, baby. I, I is that like the god of TV? What is, what is that supposed to be? I, electronic. I really don't know. I I've just kind of like the electronic devil. Thought of it as like just god of MTV for some stupid fucking. It has nothing to do with MTV, but it seems like such a like eighties MTV image or idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, so then we have this big set of lips come out, and it says, you got it, baby. And then he's in Freddy land, man. He's the next Freddy. We got it. We got yep. our movie. Yep. I'd be like, first off, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Second off, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. I, 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 don't I didn't know. mean to squirrel us on that, but I just, I wonder who did that voice. It was just. I, I'm glad I did. you did because I, I wanted to talk about it because uh, I don't think it changes the movie even a little bit to have cut that out. I don't hate it, but I, at the same time, I'm like, I don't get it. I We needed a little bit more of something to <laughs> fully accept the god of electricity or whatever. Right. Well, and it clearly was something that other people saw, because when the guards come and get him out of the cell, they're like, what was that oh, thing right. coming out of the TV? Yeah. So I almost think maybe it would have been better to to just have an image on the TV, Dude, and then the guards, like, and, and not know it, and, like, and like it more of a surprise uh, when the, he... Um, you know, his, his TV repair shop, like... He had some occult kind of shit going on. Like that would have been mm-hmm. like maybe maybe it even is a, a cut uh, a deleted scene maybe or deleted you know cut from the script or something even uh, but uh, something there involving it even if it's simply just on the screen could have been kind of cool. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, 
Well, and he had some cool, like the in the TV repair shop was some cool stuff. The mm-hmm. the images on the TV I thought were kind of cool, and the the fact that all the TVs were tuned into it, like they were setting up some of that pretty yeah. good. I maybe didn't pull it off very well. That whole intro uh, to the movie, um, you know, he's like soldering and there's smoke and fucking, you know, electric pops and shit all over the place. I love that. I I have a weird uh, love for like like old school like electronics and like inside of them and like you know industrial kind of things. I think I've talked about that on the show. I don't even know how to look that stuff up. It's just whenever I see it, I'm like, that's really fucking cool. I don't know why, <laughs> but this is another one of those where I'm like, I, this old school shit that y- you never saw is just uh, it's intriguing. It's very intriguing and. I think that makes uh, Horace Pinker also feel more dangerous because he isn't just some bumpkin, no offense, anybody like Freddie or Jason, who's just out murdering kids. Like this is a guy that has some degree of intelligence. He's repairing these TVs. uh, Very uh, full of hate while he's doing it. Is the best way I can describe yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, thanks for repairing my TV, but every channel seems full of hate now. <laughs> You're welcome. Shut no up, added, Pickerhead. No added cost. No added cost for added cost for you, Pickerhead. Uh, um, have you ever burnt? Have you ever soldered deep. anything yourself? Or I like- have in shop class one time or twice, maybe oh we God. did a little bit of like. A little bit of soldering and a little bit of like tack welding, where it was just like, uh, psh, psh, right, just a little tack weld, and that was the extent of it. I, I, I kind of thought about my ADD tells me I want a hobby, and I'm thinking blacksmithing. Wow. Now, luckily, my brain, <laughs> luckily, I mostly have control of my my brain at this time, and I'm like. No, Dave, you're not going to spend $100 on blacksmithing equipment to play with it for five minutes and be done. Because <laughs> I know that's what I would do. That's what I did with the leather making kit. Uh, well, if you ever, uh, I, as a guitar player, soldering was supposed to become like my second hobby because shit just is breaks. finicky in there with the wiring. And I, I fucking hate well, it. I've hated it for decades. I can't do it. Um, but. So that also gives me a little bit of anxiety when that solder is just out of control. But hey, if you became a soldering smith, if that's a thing, I don't know, uh, you really? could repair my guitar wiring for me. <laughs> well, and that could be the skill that makes me useful in the apocalypse. There you so, go. So yeah, I might have to. I might have to look into this. There you go. I might have to look into this. I didn't know that I, um, would reach that uh, point of discussion during a podcast, but. No, it's really getting deep. It's good. It's good. I laughed my ass off, and a, a couple things just to shit on the movie, then and and just minor, minor. I laughed very much when uh, he's recounting his dream to his dad about the first. I know what you're opening. gonna say. Like, I know what you're gonna. He's say. like, did you find tracks from a van? And his dad just looks at him like, yeah, I found tracks from a van. Tracks from a van? Tracks? It was on the road in the pouring rain. What kind of tracks <laughs> does a van leave in the rain on the road? Okay. So, uh, I was wrong. That's not what I, not where I thought you was going. But also that. <laughs> I th- where, where, where did you think I was going? I thought when he's recount, when he's like telling his dad, you know, the rest of the... I saw this. Bobby got it in the living, or you know, Bobby was in died in the living room. These three fingers, but the way he's like, uh, in a way uncaring. But when he says, "Sally and Mom, they got it up in Mom's room," I'm like, "They got it up in Mom's room, right?" Like that's how you're that. <laughs> that like that's how you refer yeah. to the woman who raised you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Grandpa, I mean, they got it in the nursing home. That's where he got yeah. it. Yeah. 
That dumb bitch. Yeah, oh. the dumb bitch in my mom. Up in my mom's See, room. Here, That's where they got it. There was a sequel That's... written, and um, <laughs> he becomes a priest. And they it on Easter Sunday, he was like, and then Jesus got it in the courtyard. <laughs> so that didn't go over very well. It seemed very like that's where I thought you was not because I dodged a lot. Every time I that I see that scene, I'm like, I don't know, like what I mean. I can I I think I could write that in a different way. That's not as the way it is. It just seems very odd. Mm-hmm. But of course, he is he is Pinker's uh, child. I guess. I guess that's true. So it, it you know, maybe that was to have a little a couple more like kind of. Maybe outbursts, I guess. Did Pinker? How did Pinker know that that's his kid? Or yeah. you know, did, I mean, has he been stalking him the whole time? Is that part of the game? I mean, he did kill his family or his mm-hmm. adopted family. Maybe, maybe he figured uh, out you know where his his son uh, wound up in the system, and like, ah, once this bum leg of mine gets working a little better, and I get my degree in TV repair. <laughs> I'm gonna um, fucking destroy some shit. You think he went to ITT? He did. He for sure did. <laughs> he filled out one of those yep. fucking brochures at the dentist office. Oh, he for sure did. Oh, <laughs> uh, that uh, that his classmates must have you know been like, do you have to bring the giant Rambo Bowie knife covered in blood to <laughs> you know as a screwdriver? That's not you know. Okay. Why are you literally covered from waist down in dried solder? What have you been doing? I love it. Shut up, pick a head. Uh, um, Horace, I'm giving you a B minus. Fuck you, pick a head. <laughs> pick a wood. Um, what do you think about the nightmare similarities? Do you think it could have served? Is it is it okay? Do you think it could have been better without them? Worse off without them? I I think that this is just this is what who Wes Craven is at the end of the eighties. So like New Nightmare was what it was eighty seven or ninety no New Nightmare uh, Dream Warriors was eighty seven yeah Dream Warriors was eighty seven. So this is only two years removed from that. So he's probably working on these things concurrently. And when you do that, it's hard to like put this aside and do mm-hmm. this. So, I, I mean, tonally, there's going to have that similarity. I, right. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. But I, I do wonder if that didn't hurt it in the box office. Mm-hmm. That's... Like, it's not Jason. Or it's not Freddy. And... Dream Warriors was the was I, I'm on record as saying where Freddy goes over the top and becomes the kind of kind of a I don't I don't he becomes a cartoony Freddy yeah he's funny and and you're almost rooting for Freddy at that point and uh, so you know this is a return to the series I mean I don't think anybody would be rooting for Horace Pinker. <laughs> um, but the I I really wish that they'd have done more of the like switching from body to body thing uh and left out uh, some more of the like TV and dream stuff mm-hmm. and I feel like that would have really set him apart a little better from Freddy and I mean, what was that um, Denzel Washington movie? With, uh, ye- yes. It's been so long since I've seen it, but it had that same kind of mechanic in it. And I mean, I, I, I if they were to do Shocker again, uh, I would like to see it, that leaned on a little harder because they do I, it I'd... as kind of kind of gimmicky in this and. Uh, you know, was that that wasn't um, out of time? What is it? 
no. <laughs> nope, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, the Denzel movie? Yeah. Let's see. Um, Fallen? Fallen. I think you're right. I think it is. Yes. It's been so long um, since I've seen it. I can't remember. Yeah. Exactly. It, I mean, it, it was a good movie. I remember, like, the killer's trademark in that was not a limp, but he would sing the same song. Right. right. I is on my side. Yes, it is. And um, I mean, they kind of did that in a way with uh, since Horace's uh, attitude is so big, you know, when he moves from person to person, there's a little you get. I mean, even beyond the fucking limp, like the little girls cussing, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. a, a couple other of the characters, the big muscly uh, fucking uh, construction, construction guy. guy. Mm-hmm. Is is very I, I, he's as intimidating to me as Horace Pinker is. I'm like I could have rolled with that guy for like a good fifteen twenty minutes. Is like you know yeah get on getting a body count. So old school body re- count kids body count means something different now. I understand that now, but like I'm talking back in the day. I don't care who he fucks. You're you're not I, saying Horace Pinker fucks. Yeah, Horace, but Horace Pinker fucks. <laughs> Horace Pinker fucks like the light socket. Like that's probably what Horace Pinker fucks. Oh my god. Um, I'll I'll come back to this. I'm going to stick on this thread for just a moment. If you if if we Chris, if we're remaking this, okay, and let's let's put the pitch out, okay. More of the body hopping, less of the jumping into electricity, jumping into TV, because mm-hmm. then you can save that for the third installment of the franchise when you have to give it a little juice. Yeah. I mean, that seems more like how... That's like God. You know, God powers. That's like yeah, ultimate power, yeah. yeah. He's got to learn you, that. He's got to come into it. So, I, yeah, I think that's I think that would work. I, I liked the body jumping thing. I thought he... He's not much of a tactician with it. Yeah. Like he, there, the, the possibilities <laughs> were so, instead of jumping into the cop's body and then going straight after, um, the kid with that, he could have jumped into the cop's body and then just grab a random rando off the street and just like bump into Jonathan Parker at the, you know, uh, do you think he tasty freeze and shanking? Do you think he would have been able to possess or whatever you call that? Uh, do you think he'd have been able to do that to to Jonathan? Uh, yes and no, yes, but no, because Allison would have uh, really like she she would have come in, she would have protected. Oh, uh, we've not even talked about Which, her yet. Yeah, because that that's kind of cheesy, dumb. Yeah, I I I didn't care for uh, it. Yeah, the I feel like that's aged more than some of the effects and ideas. <laughs> yeah, especially when the, she like shoot when she has the Iron Man beam shoot <laughs> out of her chest and like yeah, that was yeah, I didn't care for that. Um, I forgot that like she just whispered all the time. Maybe not all the time, but like once she's becomes ghost girlfriend like it's almost kind of unbearable because she's like jonathan the whole time i'm like just talk normal god damn god damn why what it's mm. i couldn't help but think also the scenes at night um when everything's just bathed in blue light and i thought yeah this is a you know Mark it on your bingo cards. This is the trope of horror. Everything's just bathed in blue light yeah. uh, at night. Yep. So, uh, Speaking of night, another thing uh, that I don't like about this, but it's funny, I think it's funny, is uh, Jonathan is going for the necklace, right? That he, that's in the lake. Mm-hmm. And I forget the name of his, his uh, football buddy that's there with him. Rhino? Rhino, Rhino yep. 
And he's like, just, t just tell me where it is. I'll go out there and get it. He's like, you can't go out there, Rhino. You need a diving mask. And I, I can only go out there and get it myself. But I need a diving mask while he's going out there to get it. And that whole thing, I'm like, I, d uh, uh, I've, I've uh, got ADD and I don't switch gears as quick as they switch gears. Yeah, that whole so, section yeah. was so loose and so, it's, it's funny now, but, it, it <laughs> and I remember as many times as I've seen this movie, I swear I remembered his relationship with his football team with Rhino and the coach and Pac-Man, Ted Raimi. Pac-Man, yeah. Um, being way more than it was like it's really it's really hardly nothing what did you not see the the gamesmanship <laughs> and the trash talking with rhino on the practice field man that's how, that's how you show somebody you love them I, apparently so. younger me was more in tune to that than older me because <laughs> watching it now i'm like I I would I would not be shocked if somebody was like yeah. maybe they weren't uh, they, the best friend angle uh, came way late into the game script was done. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, but Rhino man, he he just did he just punch the cop car the window out of the cop car when he saves um Jonathan from the cop car when you know. He just comes up and the the window just shatters. You don't see how he the window breaks, but I I, I think Rhino must be juiced because he just comes up and <laughs> shatters it with his fist and uh, pulls Jonathan out. And he's like, "Run!" And then the cop, you know, takes a few shots at him. And you know, come on, so come on. Okay, so speaking of Jonathan's relationships, to jump back a second, his relationship with Allison. Is a little bit weird too. Yes. Because yes. maybe she is joking. But I don't think she was. When he gets his like they haven't had sex. Yes, that's exactly where yeah. I'm going. Yeah. He's like, we haven't even uh slept together yet. Meanwhile, it's almost like they're goddamn living together. She knows where everything of his is, and it seems like a big she, part of his everyday. She either has left a toothbrush at his house, which says that they're fucking, or she's using his toothbrush, which is way, <laughs> way more intimate than fucking. I would, I, I'm pretty sure if the, even if the apocalypse were to happen tomorrow, I don't think I could talk my wife into using my toothbrush. No, no, no. I would use hers I, I in don't a second, because so. I don't give a fucking shit. But talk, getting to her to use mine, it ain't happening. Yeah. So no. that's a, that's a, but I mean, these people, like I, I, I think, which is a weird thing for me to say, I think, I wish the relationships were a little bit more, um, fleshed out, yeah. fleshed out, yeah. <laughs> like his, his very close ones, at least like Allison, Rhino, I, I can accept the coach, you know, um, for what it was, it, uh, but yeah, that's I, I I would say that's probably my biggest complaint with the movie. It just I've not slept with her, but yet her ghost is my guiding light, and you know she's she like that's too it's a bridge too far yeah. for me to. Yeah. Sorry, Wes Craven. Was Wes Craven a forty year old virgin? I wonder. Is was he so pure that he's like no? They loved each other. It was a different. It was a more innocent time back then, so maybe. So we're gonna. Although we know his daughter existed at the time of Shocker, because it's one of three things that she he put her in. So. Oh, that's true. That is true. That is true. Um, any other any other uh, bits you want to talk about before I get into this soundtrack talk that I'm going to try to make brief? Um, I don't know that it will be, but I'll try. But uh. I don't want to cut off the rest of it if you've got other important and truly important things to talk about. Um, I don't have anything to... I, I don't have anything necessarily to, to bring up. Uh, oh! I, just more of the same. Last thing. Yeah. 
like i think i don't i mean the makeup was fine in this like there was there wasn't like any big standout things except the the prison guards the lip biting is one of the fucking most horrific things in horror movies to me still that stands up when he bites onto that lips onto yeah. that policeman's lip and it just stretches stretches it like a foot and i don't half. think that's how lips work but I absolutely I'm believe that. Pretty sure not. I absolutely believe that's how they do work because shocker, something about that just I was like, holy shit, and I still am <laughs> to a to a large degree. Like, holy shit, that's fucked up. Uh, and then of course, uh, you're looking good right after. I, I I have a question for you, but we'll I'll save it for after the soundtrack talk. Okay. Um, because it ties into some other. West Craven property. Um, okay. But uh, clearly, I know you're get, we're getting ready to talk soundtrack. Clearly, Alice Cooper and West Craven have several ties, uh, in including and outside of this movie. Um, one of Alice Cooper's guitarists was in the movie. Yes. Um, he, so, was he the... He wasn't the buff um, construction worker, was he? Yeah. It says he yeah. was the, the male road worker. Okay. Yep. So, That's I mean. Kane Roberts, the, the Rambo-looking yeah. guy that played guitar for Alice Cooper for a while. That was literally his so, gimmick, was looking Rambo-ified. And he had a, good, a yeah. guitar that looked like an M16. <laughs> Uh, Alice Cooper is a uh, is quite the showman. Yeah, so. he's Marilyn Manson before the night. I mean, he uh, so. is the godfather of theatrics and rock music. Mm -hmm. It was before Kiss. He influenced Kiss to do their makeup. I mean, he was he was the the start of it all, and he's here on this uh, soundtrack, big time. Um. And in more ways than one, actually. So he's on a a, a, a track that's kind of like a rap tune, uh, as much as you could expect from Alice Cooper. Mm. But uh, also on that song is Kiss's guitarist at the time, who the only I'm using air quotes celebrity I've ever met, Bruce Kulick, uh, plays guitar on that song. Um, so. To get into this, as simply as I can say it, is the producer or director of the soundtrack, not the, oh shit, I smacked the piss out of my microphone just now because I was air moving my hands around like a madman. Your passion. Yeah, not, I like not it. the score of the movie, but the soundtrack. You know, mm -hmm. all the licensed music. Uh, the producer of it is Desmond Child, who has a big history and. 80s like hair rock and stuff and he has a big tie to kiss and it may not have been i, I think his first writing co-writing on a kiss song was i was made for loving you which came out in 79 and he worked with them a lot through the 80s kissco yeah and if that can tell you the kind of quality that he brings to <laughs> like a very pop uh, you know, direction, not using the, you know, mm -hmm. which worked very well for the Paul Stanley in the eighties of kiss. Um, cause he wanted to be Bon Jovi. Um, but he brings in this like eighties hard rock, you know, hair metal kind of soundtrack. Uh, and he formed this super group. I'm using air quotes. Um, for these two songs, uh, one being Shock Dance that had Alice Cooper on it, the other being Shocker that has Paul Stanley on it, and they he called it the Dudes of Wrath. And the name of the the band, it's not even a band. Like you watch the uh, on the Blu-ray, there's a, a a pretty decent little documentary on it, and the guitarist uh, Bruce Kulick of Kiss at the time, you know they they say the name to him, and like he's he's been talking during this documentary for a good bit about, you know, working on the songs and stuff, and they're like the Dudes of Wrath, and he's like, oh, what is that? <laughs> he didn't even know what that fucking name meant. It meant nothing to him. And that's just, you know, I thought that was 
pretty great. Um, but eat just as a name, like okay, we're making a heavy metal band. Yeah. Like, give us something raw, like a word <laughs> that is raw with emotion and metal. Yes. And it's like wrath. Yes, that's great. All right, all right. We will be the dudes of wrath. Yes. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Cherry on top. Yeah. So this is a star-studded thing. Like, if you look at all the people that were on each of these tracks, you have people from Def Leppard, Dio, Quiet Riot. You have Tommy Lee of Motley Crue on drums, who is one of my favorite drummers of that time. Like, Paul Stanley, like I said. Um, Bruce Kulick, who's one of my guitar heroes. Another guitarist that's on that track, I shit you not, Dave. His name. Wait for it. Wait for it. Guy Man Dude. Wow. Yes. If that is not three chicks in a trench coat, I would be surprised. He he was a shredder of like in the eighties, but not of the tier of like a Steve Vai or Ingve Malmstein. But holy shit, what a name. That is his guy man dude. Oh wow. That is the name, man. I, I don't name. know that anybody's ever tried to prove that it wasn't uh three kids in a trench coat, but Someone may want to look into that, actually. Um, but he is uh, one of the guitarists on the Shocker song. Um, but beyond that, you get Megadeth covering Alice Cooper for No More Mr. Nice Guy. Um, not my favorite Megadeth song, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's current, yeah. and it's, it's, it's more than just a hair band. It's, you, get, 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 you get a thrash band on your shit. Um, right, right. Uh, the only other song that I want to talk about real quick, and it really doesn't have anything to do with anything except for me being a Kiss fan. And this is one of the few soundtracks that I own because it has such big ties to Kiss. There's a song on it called Sword and Stone that was written for a Kiss album, but then like didn't make it onto the album, which was pretty common for the time. And so they gave this song to this band called Bonfire. I think that I want to say they were a German band or a Swedish band or something. I forget. But their version is what's on the soundtrack. And it, it, there's not a Kiss member playing on it. And, but in a weird way, it's like an unofficial Kiss song. And it's one of my favorites in a weird way of that era. Um, so this soundtrack, as a Kiss fan, you kind of have to own it. And if you don't own it, you can't call yourself a Kiss fan. I'm sorry to say. State law. World law. You can't call you... I'm world... World I'm law. World That's even... Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, I know it's confusing. State law trumps world law. State law! Oh, shit. My bad. But, yeah, that, that song, like, there's demo, a demo out there, a bootleg, uh, of, of Kiss on it, and it's... It, this is the version to get, even though there's not a Kiss member on it. It's it's a weird it's a weird lost song for '80s Kiss. Um, okay, but the, just the fact that I got to talk about it uh, just makes me happy. So <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave the the rest of the soundtrack exploring um, to to everybody out there. But uh, if you're a Kiss fan, if you're an '80s hard rock fan. Mm. The dabbles, maybe dab a little bit of thrash metal, a little bit of pop. There's a little bit of poppy or kind of things on it. Um, check it out. Check it out. Uh, it's not on Spotify. I, I, it's. Uh, it is. It is on Spotify. What? Yeah, I listened to it on Spotify today. Are you serious? When I looked, it wasn't on yes. there. This is the influence that the horror house has on people, Chris. Oh, They're my like, God. oh, they. They're doing the Shocker. We better put the Shocker soundtrack on Spotify. But and there it is. The uh, Shout Factory or Scream Factory, sorry. Scream Factory release of this from a couple years ago. I'm kind of surprised mm -hmm. they didn't do like a, a like a vinyl thing, you know, like a like a deluxe release of it with the soundtrack on That'd be cool. Some kind of big vinyl. I would I don't I'd have bought it just for the for the soundtrack, and I don't even have a record player. <laughs> um, I I want to talk if, if 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 you're done with the soundtrack. Yeah, I I I have to be, or I'll never stop. Keep going. 
I, I want to talk just a quick minute about the cast. I mean, this was a small cast, relative unknowns at the time. Right. Um, that's how he kept the budget so cheap. But it's also, he loaded this up with all these actors. Um, so Coach Cooper, he is very much uh, an Aldi's Carl Weathers. And if you can't see that, then <laughs> we can't be friends. Yeah. Um, Michael Murphy, uh, you know, uh, Detective Perker, he is Aldi's James Woods. Just look at that dude. Yeah. Um, I I kind of feel like John Tesh is Aldi's John Tesh. <laughs> you know, I mean he he's 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 the he's the Big Lots version of him. How can one be Big uh, Lots version of them own self when they already are the yeah? That's a yeah. They're owning themselves and the Big Lots version. <laughs> Uh, I said all these big lots, big lots. Peter Berg, big lots. Ethan Hawke, uh, Mitch Pelegi. I know Mitch Pelegi came first, but he is the big lots. John Fetterman or John Fetterman is big lots. Uh, Mitch Pelegi, um, uh, Senate candidate from yeah. Pennsylvania. I, I, I didn't want to leave the girls out. I didn't want to leave the girls out. Heather Langenkamp is. Uh, play, just she just plays body bag victim in the second dream. Yeah, uh, she is Big Lots version of Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, and Pac Man Ted Raimi yeah. is Big Lots Sam Raimi. So I mean the 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 Big Lots actors are all over the place Damn. in this. Ted Ted over in the corner being like, "When's it gonna be my time? When's it gonna be my time?" <laughs> He signed on to this thinking it was. I, I you uh, know, oh, I'm going to get onto the new franchise. Fuck the Evil Dead. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up West Craven. Sam. Like aside, there was a Ted Raimi movie that I remember watching, and I don't know if you know this movie or not, but it had. He was like a. He had like angoraphobia or something. Like he didn't want to leave his apartment or something like that. But he was in love with this girl. It's, it's kind of surreal from what I remember. I don't know the name of it, but it seemed like it had a little bit of a horror twinge to it. it I don't know that it was a horror okay. movie. Does that, does that sound familiar to you? It does, but I, I couldn't tell you what he it was, is. He's... He was the, he was the main man in that movie. Um, but I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, I'll, we'll come back to that. I'm going to put a pin in that. Um, okay. But I remember it being a fun movie back in the day, like mid nineties back okay. in the day. I mean, I, you know, it's not surprising that Ted has horror roots, but Drag Me to Hell, Midnight Mean Meat Train. Was um, he in that? I've not watched that since it first came on DVD. I'm gonna have to check that out again then. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's he's great. The Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman, uh, or the Attack of the Fifty Foot Cheerleader, which is very tongue in cheek. Um. I mean, he's he's in he's in a lot of things. Uh, yeah. some, I've voiced a couple episodes of Invader Sim. The other qu thing I want to bring up, uh, just a question. I have answers. Around the same time, I I don't know the uh, I don't know the year, um, but another Wes Craven movie that is, um, a cult hit. Uh, ninety one, a cult hit. Wes Craven, The People Under the Stairs. Which is another movie that I absolutely love. Okay. Um, of of the two, if if you had to pick one of these two, um, which one deserves the the remake or the or the prequel or reboot or mm. you know, which one deserves to be done? I honestly haven't but, watched People Under the Stairs for. Uh, several years it's been a while since i've watched it so i may be uh biased with that so i would mm -hmm. i would i think that i would pick shocker as the one that deserves to be remade more because i feel like the last time i watched people it still kind of stood up there's not a lot i feel like that needs updating in that Oh no, I I don't think there. I mean, the gimp suit was shiny as fuck. So well, I mean, what else more mm -hmm. does a does a person need, really? 
Well, and some of the uh, themes of people under the stairs, the classism, the racism, I mean, yeah. Those things are still. I'm gonna have to do that next issues. season. I've not watched that oh. a long time. I need to. I every now and then I'll see it in like a two pack or you know here or there mentioned, and I'm like, I have not watched People Under the Stairs in a good while. I need to watch that, and I maybe I've just been saving it for Horror House. Maybe. Oh well. Uh, what What about I, you? I, Which one would I you feel pick? like? That's this would be a good one. I I think if you were redoing them today, I think people under the stairs would hit today's audiences better. Like I said, the the themes are are like ever current themes. Where the theme of a serial killer is is on the loose, and yeah, okay, he's got supernatural powers and stuff, but really at its heart, it's just a slasher movie. And I say that with no disrespect. Like I'm oh, I'm saying. Well. Slasher movies, like some people would say, you people. <laughs> um, we kind of. I, I mean, no reason. Yeah. I, there are, I know some very good slasher movies. We kind of went at it two uh, different. I'm, some of my best friends are slasher movies. <laughs> but we um, kind of went at I it think with people under the stairs. Mind frames, really. So I, we may have to. I, we may have to do an episode one day where we go back and forth and see where we land on. Like, do you remake this or this? Uh, okay, I, I like that idea because I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. Of course, either. I'm not wrong. So. Of course, I'm not wrong. I haven't been wrong since 1983. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I think you were wrong when you picked Doom Asylum. Oh, oh, oh. that was so wrong. It was right. <laughs> oh, so wait till we. Wait till we make our first whorehouse production shortcut to the Doom Asylum. <laughs> oh my god. The crossover to end all crossovers. Nobody asked for <laughs> The name of the Sam Raimi or the of Te, of the Ted Raimi movie, sorry, that I was trying to think of. Lunatics, a love story. Oh, oh. Okay. So I don't think I've seen that. I, I, I do not think I've seen it. On that. like HBO Cinemax. Back in the day, a lot, uh, but it's not something I've watched since I've been an adult. So I'm, I'd be curious if anybody. Uh, I guess it's the time. Let's, uh, if you have seen uh, *Lunatics: A Love Story*, should we watch it uh, in the next season or two? Let us know. If you love *Shocker*, if you hate *Shocker*, if you think it needs to be remade, let us know your opinions. Let us know your opinion if you, if you would pick *Shocker* or *People Under the Stairs*. Uh, for which you think deserves to be remade more. Clearly, they're going to pick people. Well, I mean, maybe. <laughs> uh, but tell them. But yeah, join us. Tell them where they can do it. Let us know on the tweets at Sweetness1 with six E's or at HorrorHouse2. You can email us horrorhousepodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the Horror House page on Facebook. You could leave us a voicemail and then we could hear the enthusiasm in your voice and we could yeah. share it with the horror community mm -hmm. and the rabble at large by leaving us a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash horror house. And finally, just rate us wherever you're listening. Click the stars, whatever stars, any stars. Um, all the stars, yeah. some of the stars, partial stars, and then throw your phone at your fucking friend right at their face. So they know what's on it. Splat. Yeah. Like not sideways. You don't want to hit them with the side of it, but like full on so they can see the screen. I should have been more clear. You could, like, I, I think they'll get yeah. it. I give, give the gravel some credit. Uh, I, I I would, but I didn't give myself enough credit to understand that that's probably what I meant by that, but didn't know that that's what I meant by that. Got to see the screen. However, I mean, if you get hit by something, you're going to pick it up, right? I feel like so. Maybe that's where I was going. I don't know. Uh, but right, uh, share, share us, rate us, do all that. Um, any final thoughts, final words on sh Shocker? Shaka? Uh, no, no. Get out there. If if your girlfriend hasn't seen it, real you know, rocker with the shocker. I, I've seen a. I know there's a lot of shocker fans because I've seen that 
on the backs of a lot of trucks in James County, like Rocker with the Shocker. I'm assuming that means take your girlfriend to see Shocker. Holy shit. They're really promoting a... God damn, what is it? 33-year-old movie? Amen. Amen. Shocker is old enough to drink at that time. <laughs> and, and half again. Wow. Uh, Shocker's almost old enough to have grandkids. Or maybe, I mean, depending. Oh. May have some already. Um, in certain ways, it kind of does. I mean, given some of these movies. Uh, but that said, uh, I think that about does it for this week in the Horror House. Uh, so, till next time. And next week. Oh, boy. Oh boy! It yeah. Next week we're going to talk uh, a, a reboot, <laughs> and uh, we'll, le- we'll yeah. leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Hi, the <laughs> Can I say hi? <laughs>